like when, st- when they're in the diner and he's like, so if I'd have ordered the BLT, we'd have just been <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what a great life. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. We are here live on Facebook and YouTube to talk again about Westworld, this time season four, episode three. JJ, this is quickly becoming my favorite show. You're I'm finally caught up. Welcome. <laughs> and it is amazing because yeah. I finally have like threads to connect to. Yeah. Um, but we were talking backstage and you were mentioning something about the episode title. Yeah. And then we ran out of time and you made me wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's get back to that because I need answers. Okay. So, <laughs> and you really should. So now that you've watched the first three seasons, you should go back and look at their titles and then do some research. Cause some of them you have to like Google what the, like what it means, things like that. But there's always, well, typically there's always like either sometimes there's two, like the one I'm going to talk to you about, like to this episode's title has like to me double meanings and two, sometimes you'll get ones that are just like direct hints at what's happening. So like the first one I, we were talking about, the first episode was uh, the auguries, which is like an omen or uh, a way to say a sign of what will happen. So we're getting to see, that was obviously here, the first episode, very obvious to that. Um, the second one was a little more straightforward with leave well enough alone or well enough alone. This one, um, and I'm not I'm not French. I don't know how to pronounce this stuff. But the title is, I think it's Agne Faux in French or something Sounds like that. Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect to me, JJ. Yeah. So there's two things about it. So Agne Faux is a term used that they named after a period of the 1920s in France, which is, was analogous to the golden age, right? So they called it the golden age. Now that's very relevant in this because we've, we've got this new 1920s version of Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, down to the freaking crazy minute detail. Yeah. Yeah. So, that it's like they're bringing about the golden age of Westworld, right? So we're bring coming back to the golden age of Westworld now. Completely and literally translated, that term means crazy times. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go, pretty accurate because it works. Pretty accurate, yeah. So if you're watching or listening to us later, by the way, there's gonna be spoilers. So be very careful because there's a lot to spoil in this episode, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's the title for this one. Makes a lot of sense in that double entendre type way. So you have the golden oh, age plus crazy times. I was like, oh, that's very fitting. So yeah, it really starts off that way because Dude. like we're first introduced with uh, Jeffrey Wright, Mr. Bernard himself. Yes. Who's chilling in the worst house on the block. Yeah. The little hotel. And, <laughs> yeah. And we find out he's been chilling there essentially since the end of season three. Yeah. Just on the same bed in the same position. Yep. Nuts. And he's been in the sublime where the the hosts programs went at the end of season two. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad we got to see. I'm going to butcher his name, but yeah. it's John McCarnan. Uh huh. Um, he plays, uh, I don't know, Achika, Achika or something like that in Akichite. season two, right? Akichite. Yeah. 
I wasn't even close, but <laughs> I love him as an actor. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's in Reservation Dogs mm-hmm. TV show. I don't know if you've seen that, I JJ, have. but that is an awesome show. He Very does a great job. Show. And so it was a huge surprise because I didn't know he was in Westworld. So when I was rewatching the season, I was like, dude, that's him. Yeah. So I was really glad we got to see him again because he was one of my favorite characters in the earlier seasons. Oh, yeah. And he comes back even cooler in this one. Dude, it's pretty cool to sit like very uh, uh, what Matrix. The oh, now I can't think of the guy's name, the, what they called him. But like the guy in the chair with all the TVs and shit in the Matrix very esque of that when he sits in that chair and he's explaining how it all works and a millennium in here is like a a year out there is a millennium in here so we have time to do all that stuff i was like oh crap so and then we bernard was in there for like a few minutes and seven years at least have gone by see i don't know if they didn't slip another time switch in here jj because this is where i would have slipped it okay so i'm about to blow some shit up here because i this is where my first my first theory comes in so i know we've got we, we at least have one viewer right now so one welcome two if you haven't seen the episode get off might now. not be the time to watch because i'm about to drop some some theories some analytical theoretical shit here okay so i think there's two time periods at least going on again so i think we have caleb and mave which is seven years after the uprising of in against insight or whatever okay then the second time frame, at least, is Bernard and Stubbs with who I think is Frankie as an adult. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Frankie. And that would make so much sense. Yeah. They look like they're in kind of this dystopian future. Yes. Which could just be, be Sonora, Mexico, which is where we last see them. Yep. But the whole vibe has a very um, Mad Max kind of feel to it. Yeah. So I think what's happened is you have the insight riot war, whatever you want to call it. It ends. And then we're in the golden age. Okay where there's a fight coming to take over human, the human race with hail. And they're trying to battle that. Obviously they either, they lose at least Caleb and, and Maeve at some point lose. And we now have a new uprising starting or that's been going on. And this includes because Frankie's been trained, right? Like he's been training yeah. or he's been setting her. I'm telling you. And she hasn't said her name. She's a decently big actor. She was in um, The Prodigal Son on Fox, and everybody, she did really well on that. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's doing really great in this, too. And I, as soon as I saw her, and this is last week we were talking about, I watched the preview, and I'm like, shit, I wish I hadn't watched it. Because I saw her, and my brain immediately went, that's Frankie. I, I, I was like, that's future Frankie, so we're going to have a second season, and then or a second timeline. And then just watching this episode confirm that for me, in my opinion. So that's my big theory right now, number one, is that that is Frankie. She's at least higher up in the resistance movement that's there looking for this weapon out in the desert. That makes so much sense now that you say it. Yeah. Because when Bernard comes back, Stubbs doesn't specify how many years have gone by. He just says it's been years. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to swear because of Facebook, but I know. holy shiitake mushrooms, JJ. Right? Welcome to my world, dude. That's what I do. Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm I'm like ninety-nine point nine nine percent sure of that theory. Now the next theory that goes along with that storyline piece is the weapon. What are they looking for? Like, so what's this weapon? Now I have a couple of theories, wild theories. There's no, I'm not nearly as confident about these ones. They're just kind of some things that I think through and go, what would be so important? One is Caleb himself, because I think he has a way to get Dolores out of wherever she is, because she's, mm. I still fully believe she's in part of the, she's inside the insight program or what, what used to be a Rehoboam. I really, really believe that in some way I could be way off on that, but he has data and this this mission that almost got him killed at the lighthouse i really feel like something happened there that he has data that they need so it's either something that caleb has or it's the man it's william actual william because he was frozen the last time we saw him by hail hail oris putting in ice and i'm assuming on ice either under the park which would have been in California. They confirmed that that's in the new parks in California, which makes sense in the desert, especially if there's been some sort of fire that burned that city down, like we saw in in Bernard's time yes, in the uh, sublime. sublime. So if everything went to hell, and that's California buried by however many years of desert, we also know from the the post credit scene in season two that William finds his way to a desert that end, he ends up in the cradle with a uh, host version of his daughter testing for his, like they did with Daddy Delos, trying to test for how well it transferred his memory. So I, I'm wondering if it's William in some way, shape, or form, because he's a big piece be of this, cool. right? Yeah, he still very much has a part to play. Yeah, and I, I he's a weapon, I mean, at the end of the day, that dude's a weapon because he, he just is like a freaking cockroach, dude. The guy does not die. Yeah, <laughs> you can kill him. He's he's 175 years old. He's just there all the time. So that one, or it's literally the cradle, the original cradle of Westworld. But I don't think they're in Southeast Asia, which is where the original Westworld was. So I think it's some the new version of the cradle. I don't know, but my I I think. Right now, my leading thought is it's some version of William, but that would be so cool. That'd be dope as hell to me. Like, if the real William comes back, however many years in the future after being in frozen status, and he can like destroy the machine world or whatever, oh, that'd be dope as fuck. Oh, whatever. Sorry, Facebook. I don't care. Now there we go. Canceled. Yep. Um. So let's let's go back to the park. Yeah, because oh, yeah. this was such a cool way to see Westworld where we find out that there's layers upon layers and these sickos who are. Oh, you're breaking up. Froze, didn't I? You I did. froze. OK, well, let's back up a little bit. Yeah, these sickos. So, these sickos created this park where they have a secret level that talks about the massacre that happened at their other park. Yeah. And this was so cool to me because there's like this, uh, I guess, dichotomy between the rich people and the poor people um, and the rich folks. They get to go to Westworld. Poor people don't. So the poor people, they'd have no idea what's going on. 
and the rich are the ones who get targeted in Westworld, right? It's the board members um, and the elites. And, you know, you have the staff that are working there, too. But really, the focus is the board members. Mm -hmm. And then they have a new batch of rich people that come to this park to play the level where they're pretty much peers, right? People who could afford a ticket to the park got massacred. And this is the secret level, and they are all excited to see it. Yeah. Like, bro, why? But tell me that shit's not real. Like, think about that. Here's the gross part about human nature and why this show is so twisted in a lot of ways when it comes to getting human nature right. Because, look, I admitted it way back in when we were doing season three. I said, I'm the guy that would go to the park and murder and pillage everything. Because deep down somewhere, that piece of me exists. I would do it. I know I would. Okay? There are people out there, whether we like it or not, that if you were to put, and I don't want to be too, I don't want to, there's certain events in history I won't drop the actual name of because they, YouTube gets pissed. But certain dates in our country that are a big deal, Here's the the worst part about it is if some sick bastard were to make some video game about it where you could recreate that or play a certain level, a piece of that, people would do it. Not everybody. I think the decency in most humans would overcome the desire to do that and we'd be disgusted by it. Like, I know I would be disgusted by that, but there is a certain level of humanity that would do that and revel in it. Yeah, but here's the other thing that goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, they're collecting data off of hats, right? Who's the data they're collecting? They're collecting it for the rich people, mm-hmm. which are the only people they're tailoring their markets to. So, are they trying to get rid of everybody else? Could be because we have what appears to be a big fight coming up, right? We see the insight riot, right? Yeah, that would be a clue to the powers that be, like, oh, hey. You know what? Poor people, they kind of suck. And we could replace them with hosts if we really wanted to. So let's take, you know, let's get rid of anything they can use. You know, they don't have anything that they can really fight back. Again, let's take away food with a virus or with flies um, that are carrying some sort of parasite. Yeah. And then from there, we can wipe out poor people. Just focus on the rich folks who have the money who we have all the data for. And then, you know, we can replace the working class with hosts who don't eat or don't have or don't complain about anything. Well, and and the rich are so, they're so complacent. Disconnected. And they're so happy with their lives. They're, they're, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't worry about getting controlled because they're okay with how their life is. Right. That's why it was the Caleb's of the world who were despondent about somebody controlling their life because their life sucked. When yeah. you think about it, like, you're really going to control my life and then make it shit? Like, that yeah. sucks. The profiles, like, oh, hey, you're going to die in two years. Sucks, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you were you were deemed this way. This is this is your lot in life. Yeah. Um, so I, I that's what I thought about when I saw, like, that level. Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it the game where, it's, oh, we're just going to replay the Westworld Massacre. And, I mean, you could see almost in Caleb's face, right? Aaron Paul did a great job. He's oh, like, yeah. what did I walk into? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Especially with him being a, a veteran um, and, you know, seeing kind of this firsthand, he's probably going to be like, dude, 
mm-hmm. what in the world is going on? Yeah. Like, these are the people who are running my life. Yeah. Uh, well, can you're running my life. Imagine, too, like going in there knowing, because this is the part that really kind of, I was like, really? People are, and I get it. Again, I, I think very poorly of a lot of humanity, unfortunately. That's just the truth of the matter. But think about this for a minute. You had the insight war for seven years. There's no way that the fact that they were controlling people, that it wasn't leaked, that it came be- from going to the park. That data was taken from the park. They used it to control you. And then you go back? Like, hold on. Do you think they're going to do anything differently? Like, and I guess maybe they do. I Because I think... They programmed them, JJ. They programmed the rich, too. Man, I'm telling you. See, it's all... I think we're going to see quite a bit more of Rehoboam or whatever Rehoboam Mm -hmm. came. Because I wouldn't even be surprised if the real world was another park or simulation. Oh, it could be. To be honest, because when Bernard is in the sublime, he goes from that kind of serene, you know, rolling grass plains that we first see um, in season two or whatever it was. And then it transfers immediately into the insight riots. So it's almost like a a phase that he's walking through. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if it turned out that the real world is just another simulation. Yeah. Well, and then you end up in the tower, right? So he sees the tower. He ends up in the tower to talk to Akichite. And so not only that, but you're in the tower that Dolores has talked about, right? And that everybody around Dolores. So here's the next piece that this one tied to me with – the guy that jumped off the building with Dolores kept talking about, do you hear the noise coming out of the tower? Well, we learned today that the noise is what controls the flies that then controls the humans with that parasite. So it's like, oh, shit. I mean, we're getting into some deep cut stuff here. How deep are we already in Loris and Man in Black controlling the world? Yeah, because it appears that humans can't hear it unless they've been infected, right? Correct. Hosts can hear it, and humans who are infected can hear it, but nobody else can. Yeah. So you 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 sound crazy. Yeah, which um, I find interesting because Christina or Dolores can't hear it. Yeah. So where's that disconnect there? So it's interesting. But, yeah, like that was a big thing where I was like, oh, there's the sounds that this guy was hearing. hearing. And so are they now using Dolores to write or any number of machines? Because Dolores isn't the only one, I'm assuming, writing narratives. So if they're writing narratives, are, does each fly or each thing have a narrative that's being written by some program or a machine or a host that then gets translated and used to see which one works the best to keep people from figuring it out like this dude, right? That would be diabolical if every single fly had a narrative or a job to do. Yeah. It'd be cool, mm-hmm. but it'd be messed up. Now, the other thing I noticed, and I think it was a host, but the old drunk guy. So, okay, let since you brought up the new Westworld, dude, if you go back and watch the first time you roll through West, the original Westworld um, and then the new one, dude, it is scene for scene like kids messing around with some drunk homeless dude uh the can drop obviously the fbi guy going after the gun runner versus hector and the other one and the sheriff 
you know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, the posse. dude, it was perfectly synced up. It was so cool to watch that and go, oh, my God, this is dope. And then see all those characters and watching Maeve just kind of watch it all happen was so funny because she's just sitting there going, oh, here's our moment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, especially good. when the piano switched tunes, she kind of oh. looked back. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Switches yeah, so to back and black. Really, really cool. And then cuts to uh, Metallica. So they changed that up. But then they had the bad guy playing from what's her face? Bad guy. Like, and that's I love Westworld for the hidden songs that are in it throughout the seasons. So that was fun to catch that one too. Um. So here's a question, JJ. Yeah. Maybe you have an answer for it. But in the first episode of season four, uh-huh. is that where we see the maze on Dolores's or Christina's porch? Yes. So now we kind of realize this is a symbol in the future or what we may think is the future of this resistance rebellion kind mm-hmm. of movement. So who do we think they got into the system or was it the guy who jumped like his job was to get in and leave this message for Dolores or Christina or whoever? I think it might be Teddy. Teddy. So, okay. cause we saw Teddy at the end of the first episode, you just see him for a second that, and you realize he's the guy that drew the maze on her porch. Like that's what they're intimating anyway. So I think, and it wouldn't surprise me because of Teddy's connection in the past to the maze and that, that whole story and how it worked out that Teddy and hear me out. I wouldn't be surprised if Teddy's the leader of this resistance way far in the future or Dolores, one of the two. Right. So, and they know cause neither, well, Teddy's been to a version of Teddy is still in the sublime. So, I don't know. There's so many things going with that. I will say, and again, I shouldn't have watched it, but the preview for episode four, there's a moment where it looks like Dolores drops her lipstick as Christina or whatever, and it rolls and hits Teddy in the toe, and he picks it up and hands it to her. So that the mimicking of the can. So I think we'll see whatever reason Teddy is there, depending on where Dolores is. So if Dolores is actually a host in the real world, being used and Teddy is one of these plants from Hale Loris. I don't think I think Teddy's programming even when they pull it from the old uh, the old piece and I think his programming's too deep. I think he's always going to have a thing for for Dolores and he'll follow her. So that's why I think he's going to help her break out and figure out what's going on. And and Dolores, we all know as much as she might. I might hate her, especially in season three. She's the worst. She's still that wild card that can turn everything on its head regardless. And I mean, even the worst parts of her right now are the problem with Halo. I mean, that's still Dolores, a version of her there more Wyatt than Dolores at this point, but still. And when you said I would feel bad for her during season three, I didn't. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not Haylores. I see. And I did Not like Hailors. in that moment when she, they get blown up and she loses her kid because she was getting messed with the whole season. And Dolores didn't give a shit. And then nope. she 
tries to kill her and she survives. Yeah, I felt bad for a minute. And then she turns into this evil, wretched thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel bad for you anymore. <laughs> but no, but I didn't feel I bad did at for all. the first few episodes. So, But Dolores is terrible. Like She's mm-hmm. the worst. She's the worst. I hate her guts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I see why your team Maeve. Oh, I love Maeve. 100%. I love Maeve. Uh, yeah, because Dolores is just the worst. Yeah. I, I kind of hope she stays wherever she is. Sure. No, it's not going to happen. No. Um, but that, I'd be fine with that. And just give me Maeve, William. Yeah. Um, and I'm good pretty much there. Throw Caleb in there a little bit. but. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Stubbs. Need more oh, Stubbs. Oh, Stubbs life. is the best, dude. I was so happy to have Stubbs and and freaking Bernard back. Like when, St- when they're in the diner and he's like, so if I'd have ordered the BLT, we'd have just been fucked. Like, <laughs> I was like, what a great life. And then he's out in the park. He's like, oh, so just standing here in the parking lot. So what's going to save the world? The world. <laughs> <laughs> but it pretty much starts off that way. Yeah. Um, it's just sarcastic with, you know, hell, you're back from the sublime. Just bring me a snow globe. And Bernard matches his words. It's like, oh, good. I eliminated half the possibilities. Um, you know, sometimes he asks for a postcard. And Stubbs is just like, what? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Stubbs is my favorite. Like, just he's the best because he gives the purest. Because there's not very much comic relief in this show. Let's just go ahead and be honest. This is a pretty heavy show. But Stubbs, that guy is great. And he has been from season one. He's been fantastic. Love it. Yeah, probably one of my favorite scenes is when he's kind of sitting in the diner eating. And you get a glimpse through the window (laughs) of Bernard just wailing on these two guys and Stubbs is just, you know, flipping through the little table jukebox, picks a song, eating a sandwich, having a grand old time. Yep. And then when he comes out of the diner, all his question is like, uh, so we're not taking the car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what I love his face. Like when he, when he takes the gun and then Bernard makes him give it back and like hood up. I was like, Oh, that's the best. He's just like looking at him like, really? Yeah, we could take her, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got this. <laughs> I love Stubbs. Yeah, it was a fun episode, man. It really was, and I, I, my mind has been blown ever since you told me we might have seen Adult Frankie. Yeah, um, I. That's my. Yeah, that's my running. I always have one that I'm like I'm a hundred. I'm almost a hundred percent sure, and that's the one. With, with me, the first season, it was. William it was man in black being William because I and I think I told you see episode five I think he slams down the knife in the table when he's talking to uh, Ford and I can see that that was Logan's knife from the same knife that Logan used and I was like oh you gotta be shitting me so at first I was like that's Logan and then I went no Logan's a whiny little bitch I don't that he's not gonna be a cool character and then i went i think he's william i think they're the same and we got two timelines and that was my 100 percent theory and then there was some still some things at the end of episode season one that i was like oh i didn't see that one coming but i did see man in black yeah i'm gonna bandwagon on your theory because yeah (laughs) it's very plausible it makes so much sense i mean it it just does does. she's essentially got a dad who's been training her to not take any crap from anybody yeah. Um, against her mom's wishes, which is pretty much just fueling her desire to learn, which I thought was a hilarious dynamic. Mm-hmm. 
You froze again. I froze again. Where did I leave off? Dynamic, hilarious dynamic. Okay, so we have this hilarious dynamic, but then we also get kind of at the end of this, you know, episode, we figure out Caleb is going to be Flyboy. Mm-hmm. So what's a bigger drive than, you know, your favorite parent? Um, just be honest, your favorite parent turning, you know, drone is going to be the thing that sets you on your hero's journey to become a part of the rebellion. Yeah. Well, you see it in Star Wars. Yep. Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like her drive has to be huge because her dad leaves and, and based on what we've seen, there's a good chance he's gone or at worst he gets sent in and they see each other again, but he's being controlled. So now he's a bad guy to her, right? So and then he finds out they're controlling. She finds out they're controlling him, and if he dies, that's like num- reason number one to join up and fight against everything, right? So yeah, it makes so much sense to me that that's who she is, especially where they haven't said her name, and yeah, they haven't and they're keeping that close, and they haven't said the time, like an actual number of how long Bernard was in the Sublime. So, and he looked like he'd been sitting there for a very, very long time. Yeah, I mean, some dust can build up in seven years. But if I remember right, it wasn't that dusty when they went to that hotel. Like, I don't remember there being that much desert in that hotel when they first got there. So for me, you would have to watch it deteriorate and then to gather that much dust. So I think it's a good chunk in the future what we're seeing there yeah especially with all the like kind of wide shots i mean we see the roads mm-hmm. end diner and that looks like it's literally the end of the road <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there is nothing past that well we see uh, that there's some sort of nuclear fallout because the restricted zone had like the nuclear symbols so at the very least there's like some sort of contamination and if it is a nuclear type thing that's it takes a, and even in the future maybe they have ways to clean it up better but that takes a long time as we know from Chernobyl that to clean up and and get back to normal for I mean nature'll do it but damn so it takes a while yeah so we could be I mean maybe I, that could be the one thing that is wrong about it being Frankie is that it I mean you're talking if she's that old you're probably 10 to 15 years in the future versus so you're only another couple of years yeah beyond so maybe that maybe it's this is a grandkid of Kayla who I mean who knows but I still think it's Frankie I think you're because Frankie was Frankie what 10 or sense. something yeah. in the in the timeline with Caleb so I mean she looks like she's probably mid-20s maybe late 20s so you might have another 10 15 18 years there that have gone by since the timeline there so yeah I, I think it's Frankie yeah well, that would make the most sense. Sure. Right. Because Caleb's grandkid isn't going to have the same emotional attachment, clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he's a drone now or controlled. So Fra- Frankie is the only really thing that makes sense at this point. Yeah. And it, it's a delicious twist if it is her. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And it fits what they do. Now, I do have yeah. one last question before we wrap up. What do you think they want Caleb for? Because she says, the, the the robot, the host Frankie said, she doesn't want me and mommy, she wanted you. 
I think it's something to do with Solomon mm. mm-hmm. from season three. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's the one who got the data and he was getting instructions, at least for part of that kind of like final couple episodes from Solomon. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something to do with that. Plus, you know, kind of combined with that is he was one of the few that survived the, you know, reconditioning, I yeah. guess, of, um, you know, this kind of group. So they probably want him at least to run tests on him. But I think it's something to do with Solomon. Oh, that makes a lot because he overcame their pre the last time last program. They programmed to did. control people. He got out of it and was able so if they can make their flies work on him, then they're probably more likely to not. Ooh, see, that's dirty, too. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now, I will say I'll ruin it again. So if okay. you haven't seen the, the preview and you're listening, you might want to pause and go away for a second. <laughs> Because there's a, there's a couple other scenes that happen. So we see, it looks like we're going to get more answers on what happened to Caleb when Maeve saved his life at the lighthouse. Because there's a, there's a quick shot of Maeve and Caleb walking in the desert down from the lighthouse. so Or up to it, one of the two. So it looks like we'll get more on that. And then there is a shot of, uh, two shots that I'm excited for. Maeve and Hale face-to-face, which should be interesting. And then... Caleb in the 1920s uh, Westworld again infected. So, and he goes face to face with Hale at some point as well. So, there's episode four might be even more batshit than what we just watched. I'm all for it, man. I am 100% in on Westworld. This show is fantastic. My only beef right now is that. Bernard said he dies no matter what, and I will be salty as hell if Bernard goes away. Jeffrey Wright is fantastic. Oh, and he'll find a way I to know, I know. do something, yeah, transfer his consciousness to another body or whatever. We can hope. <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked a lot again, man. Such a great yeah. show. Good thing Matson isn't here to yell at us about time. Yeah, we're a little <laughs> long on this one. But it was so much to cover. Like There was. Dude. Especially with the proposed time slippage again. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. All right, well, there it is. Join us next week. We will be doing episode four um, again on the following Monday. So we watch it Sunday. We'll do it the following Monday live. Um, You can also listen to it. Uh, this will release on Wednesday. So we put we record the episodes on Mondays live, so you can watch those on YouTube. If you want to just listen to it as a podcast, you can do that wherever you find podcasts on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be the 13th for this episode. Um, so check that out. You can also find us on our social media down there at the bottom right here. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. You can also go to our website down there, whatsourverdict.com. Check out our past episodes, see what's coming. It's kind of lagging right now we're working on upgrading the website so bear in mind we might be behind a little bit on what we're doing but we're gonna have some episode uh, website upgrades coming but lots of movies lots of tv shows got the boys coming up soon uh we got thor love and thunder coming up soon oh my gosh we got uh she hulk starting we got all sorts i mean there's just so much coming so hang with us we're gonna keep doing lives uh alec does tiktok man what a 
do make great TikToks. slew of TikToks we've had lately. So go check out Alec <laughs> on the TikTok for us at What's Our Verdict again. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Bye. Cinemagic out. <laughs>